Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Hi everyone, welcome to today's podcast. I don't really have a plan for today's podcast. There's no notes in front of me. I haven't pre-thought this much whatsoever, except for just trusting that little feeling inside me that says, hey Shona, you should probably speak on this. There's probably other people thinking or feeling the same, or that could probably benefit from this conversation. So here I am, totally winging it, and I want to kind of touch on the fact today that I am a coach who hates the coaching industry. (laughs) And I think it's this real moment of transition for me coming into 2020, restructuring a few things in my business due to the fact that, you know, my life has become so much more complicated with my kids with disabilities and learning so much along the way. And some of these conversations are being opened up in ways that they haven't been before. And I see other women out there who have seen the dark underside of network marketing, the dark underside of sales psychology, the dark underside of this industry. And they're speaking about it in a completely unapologetic way, knowing full well they are going to cop salt. They are gonna cop hate from people. They are going to possibly lose revenue because of it. And I know that that's something You know, I've always been a little bit scared. You know, I talk about some controversial shit, guys. You know this. Like, a whole part of my entire business brand, which I never intended it to be. But, you know, it is well known (laughs) that I like being choked in bed. That's just become an unintentional part of my brand. So, I don't really know specifically how that happened. But it happened. We had enough conversations about it. So, I'm not one to shy away from controversial, taboo topics. Like, I'm a woman here speaking about money, speaking about money in a very untraditional way. And so I I expect a certain element of pissing people off. And I think I've always tried to keep my conversations around network marketing and my experience with that from a neutral acknowledgement of my own experience, but that might not be the experience of everyone's case. But I'm now stepping into this place in 2022 where I just don't give a fuck anymore about who I piss off along the way. I'm going to say what I have to say. I'm going to share my truth And I'm going to speak about it in a way that empowers women. And if there are some people along the way that get a little bit butthurt about that, I encourage them to have another look at themselves. As I'm always open to feedback, always open to feedback, but I'm not open to ignorant hate and judge and blame and all that ickness. Anyway, the coaching industry, like I said, I have no notes today, so we don't know where this tent is going to take us. The coaching industry, I have so many fucking issues with the coaching industry. I have so many issues with some of the toxic marketing. I have so many issues with the mass production of coaches and this like almost industrial aspect of business coaching and, and consulting and this the whole scalability of everything. And it 
It sounded so shiny and new and amazing back seven years ago when I first heard about it, but now I think it's it's gonna do some damage if left unchecked for too long. So I first heard about the concept of like scaling and coaching. I went to a Grace Lever event back in, oh my God, it would be like 2017, maybe 2016. We went to this event, she got like 300 people in a room. We paid a dollar for our ticket and you wouldn't be charged unless you got value from the workshop. And anyway, we, we did the workshop and I couldn't implement many of the things about it because at the time I was running my tanning company, but I was, my main source of income was through network marketing. So I couldn't implement many of the tactics that she spoke about because I was restricted within this company's rules and their kind of marketing guidelines and things that I was and wasn't allowed to do. However, I still remember quite clearly her system was scaling her system of like, okay, so let's say you get 10 people asking the same question over a month. Is there a way that you can answer that question completely for people? Or is there a way that you can give them access to that information without you directly having to answer that phone call or answer that email. And so I started to understand the scalability and the system side of business really quickly. Like that just matched with my brain. You know how you've got some things that your brain just works for and some things it doesn't. Like for me, I can't use Zero, the accounting software. It just does not match with my brain. I don't know what it is. All my friends use it. They love it. I've tried. I've tried so hard. I want it to work so much, but it just doesn't work. I use QuickBooks and my brain just loves that. Somehow it just works for me, right? So we've all got different things that we're really good at in our brain. And the systems and structure side of business really resonated with me. But here's where I think things got lost along the way. Like this was back seven years ago. We were talking about it. It's now become such a normal model and such a normal goal of you should want to completely outsource your business. You should want to make as much amount of possible, as much amount of money possible, working the least amount of hours and working with the least amount of people so that you're, you can make money while you're sitting on a beach. And, and I just think something's getting lost in the message. Yes, healthy boundaries are important. Yes, you know, creating work hours and, and outsourcing and delegating is important. But somewhere along the way, we have systemized so much that we're losing the magic itself. You know, I know that there are coaches and industries where they're charging high, high ticket money. I'm talking like in the $60,000 a year type of coaching service that people are paying that amount of money and they're just being put through a system, put through a one topic each call, six calls system. And I just think we've, we've tried to systemize everything to the point where real human interaction and the nuance of those conversations is being missed, right? It's being completely missed. We're systemizing things so too far so in aspects of like objection handling when people want to purchase something yeah you've got your facts and questions page but we're almost dealing with objections up front and shoving objections down people's throat that they may not necessarily have and we're not leaving any any room for questions any room for feedback any room for doubt any room for hey i'm not sure this particular payment plan would work for me do you have another option you know, there are these really important things, I think, in business that we're so distracted with our four-hour work week and how much money can we make and how little can we work that it's it's getting lost. The actual reasons why we started business in the first place is getting lost. And it's this factor of like, yeah, you do get to a certain point, especially in like a service-based business, um, you know, hairdressing. I used to run a tanning company and it got to the point where my business got so big the option was either 
really enforce some strict boundaries in it or hire staff or, you know, go to another location or I was looking at franchise options and stuff like that. It all has a place. But here's my bone of contention with the, the coaching industry and specifically the business coaching industry is we're just putting cookie cutter formulas in for every business, for every woman in business, for every female founder. And it just, they don't all work the same. Like a Facebook ad strategy might be something that you can walk a client through a system from A to Z and get a really great result. But an actual like business coaching, business mindset work cannot be systemized. It requires individual conversations. What works for one florist in one area of town may not work for another florist in another area of town. And there's this whole like systemized schedule, create structures for everything in your business. And within that structure, we're not leaving room for open conversations. We're not leaving room to truly understand our clients and their needs and their specific business goals. And, you know, I've, I've seen this on the back end because you guys know I do design, I do consulting work and I've got quite a few clients here in South Australia that cross over with another coach, right? And so I'm seeing my clients come to me to have their websites done and it's the same website copied like six times, eight times. It's the same email funnel from another coach in Melbourne. It's the same email funnel. It's a 16 email, email like script and she's charging high ticket to create these email funnels for people. And really all she's doing is copy and pasting this word document and changing the client's name within this thing. And I feel like, I'm like, where has the expertise gone? Where has those nuanced conversations and really getting to know your client and trusting your client and forming a relationship with them? When did it just become okay to copy and paste what works for one client into another client's? And it might just be me. It might just be me who's stand. I know I have really, really high standards. I have really high expectations of myself and of others to play at this high level. And I think when I see this happening and it's not like slowing down, if anything, I'm noticing it more and more, this cookie cutter approach to coaching or consulting, whatever it is, just like, where has the heart gone? Where has the connection gone? Where has actually caring, genuinely caring about someone and taking the time to get to know them and their family and their business and providing an actual strategy for what they want rather than just, you know, it's your second coaching call. So today we're talking about Facebook ads. It's your third coaching call. So today we're talking about, you know, your brand colors. (laughs) I, I get that systems and structures can help us scale, but at some point there has to be heart in it. There has to be trust and connection and all that stuff. And that's what we're forgetting about. We're forgetting about it all in the effort. And it comes from a place of not just scarcity and not just goals that aren't aligned with us, but this overall industry-wide, globally-wide thing, glorification of laptop lifestyle. The fact that we're kind of expected to run a business because we don't want to work. And I think it's starting to come away from that. I think we're starting to have women stand up and say, hey, I do what I do because I fucking love what I do and I don't have any plans to retire and I don't have any plans to kind of scale out to me not having to work whatsoever. And there's this other problem I'm seeing, you know, especially in the US is these celebrity entrepreneurs, these big 
coaching companies that you know there's one person at the front end doing all the sale it might be you know some fancy life coach with a hat and long blonde hair and you know she's got very cool finger tats and she's kind of sharing the energy and getting people into the program and they're playing a lot of money and then at the back end of the program they're kind of like assigned a, a different coach assigned a support worker or a success coach to kind of actually actually walk them through the content and so there's this kind of switch and bait you know the trampoline and the pool in home alone when he switches them i feel like that's what's happening to a lot of people um and it's it's very easy thing to do because it, that's what's toted and told by the top industry experts and you know all these industry hacks and secrets and Here's my fail safe webinar formula and all this stuff, but we're all just becoming carbon copy cookie cutter versions of each other. We're selling the same things to our clients or we're outsourcing and delegating so much that the client but thinks they're buying an experience with us and they're not getting that experience with us. And so these are just things that I'm very careful of my business. And I think, you know, I never built my business by going and buying an email funnel to implement or going and buying someone else to do my website or going and having someone else create sales funnels for me. I taught myself by going onto my Facebook and looking at every single ad that came up and saving it and reading it and making notes of the similarities. And then I signed up to like 40 lead magnets and I made notes. I sat there with my notebook and made notes about, okay, that I clicked that link. It sent me to this page. This is what it looked like. Then it sent me to another. And that's how I learned. That is how I taught myself long before sales funnels was a conversation that was like happening in the business space. So I'm in tuned and I've taught myself to pay attention. And these are things I've noticed from paying attention, the switch and bait marketing techniques, the really toxic sales psychology, you know, the, um, the word salad where they're kind of saying lots of fancy things, but not giving any information the courses and programs where it's all energy and fluff and no set systems and structure. And then the other courses and programs and one-on-one, whatever you want to call it. And it's all just copy and paste. Everyone gets access to the same templates. Everyone gets access to this, you know, the same information. And what we, I think that there is still such a place for nuanced, careful, heart-centered business conversations in a one-on-one space. I have my group coaching, the Sexy Selfish Elite. I open it up twice a year for enrollments and women join and we do a group coaching session every fortnight where they can ask questions on a Facebook Live and I can answer them in that sense. And that works great in a group coaching sense, but there are always women in that group who want more. They want a conversation and they, they want to be able to have their specific problem, have an open conversation about what they're dealing with and what they're facing and have a structure and a plan created for them that is for them, their business, their family. And I just feel like that's not actually being done enough. It might be in the life coaching space a little bit, but I even see a lot of that. You know, when you've got one or two life coaching clients, things feel kind of really easy to manage. You're excited and you get to know those clients really well. And then you kind of look at, okay, I, I need to be able to work with more clients. I need to be able to make more money to be able to keep my business running and, you know, keep food on the table. That's a part of life. So your options are take more clients, increase more prices. And, and I think increasing prices has its place. It definitely has its place, but increasing prices needs, needs to be done the right way. It needs to be done energetically and it needs to be done in actually like, are you delivering a service worth that amount, right? 
because I've I've been told so many times, literally I could write a book about all the bad coaching experiences. I am told so many times to raise my prices, especially my one-on-one coaching, which I'm just opening up again. Um, I think this month when this podcast comes out, I'm opening that up again and I want it at a really specific price that feels good for me and the hours that I spend with my client or it's all relevant pricing to the actual hours I get to spend with them. And I've heard people say, you should charge 50 grand. You should charge 15 grand. You should charge 25 grand for that. And I'm like, I don't want to. This is what feels good for me. At this price, I can take on this many clients and it feels good and it fits within my lifestyle. And I feel like I can give them the service without feeling like I need to give them my liver for charging $50,000. And I just, I have so many issues with this. This could be a 24 hour podcast. I could talk forever. I I do highly suggest um, if you're kind of paying attention and watching things in this industry too, and can notice a few red flags with a few coaches, um, I would definitely let me know. Let me know. We can have a chat about this offline. It's, it's the whole thing, isn't it? And another thing that really bugs me is the using income to sell products, right? And I saw this in network marketing and I participated in this in network marketing, which is so fucking toxic, so unethical, so not okay. And it really degrades you as a person. You get to this point where you're like, I need to make a lot of money because people expect that from me. And then I have to share it twice a month at these seminars, how much money I make. And it becomes really attached to your, like tied to your self-worth. So it's so toxic in that sense. But in the coaching industry, what I see is this like loop, this snake eating its tail of people, you know, they go into a group and they're like, I made $10,000 this month and I'm going to show you how to do it as well. And so they get inquiries and they they, they sell a $10,000 package to a woman or a man or whatever by saying, hey, I made 10K and I'm going to show you how to do it too. And these people are like, amazing, you made $10,000. I'll give you my money and then I'm going to be able to do that too. And then the coach goes back in the Facebook groups and says, I made $20. I made $200. Oh, I want to try that. I made $20,000 and I'm going to show you how to do it too. And so they get some more people come in and they give them $10,000. But it's this little like cycle of the more we give them, the more they can use their income claim to say like, look how much money I made. Look how fucking awesome. I give me more of your money. And it's this cycle, isn't it? And so you see there's sometimes I see cases of a fact, like I ran my spray tanning business for eight years. I don't do it anymore, but I have coached women in the spray tanning industry, you know, about setting up a business, about doing a thing. But I feel like there's so many people jumping into expert status without actually having expert status. There are people, you know, did six months of freelance work, made $70,000 and then spent the last six years teaching people how to become freelancers and they're making money using that snake eating its tail cycle. Like I made $70,000 in my first six months freelancing and you can too. So people hand them thousands of dollars. And then they're using that coaching money to say, I have a six, I have a seven figure business from freelancing. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. And I see this in the publishing industry too. I've, I've written a book. Trust me, you don't make much money from books. I make like five to $6 a book. It's re- it's not a lot. And that's self-publishing. And then I see people out there to turn your book into a six figure book deal. And so I've done, I've bitten, I've taken the bait. <laughs> I've got on a call with these people. I've looked into their information and they're like, yeah, so what you want to do 
is sell a book and then if you sell 100 copies of the book and you get two people onto a sales call with you and you sell them a 50,000 package each, that's two $50,000 packages and you've just turned your book into six figures. And I'm like, okay, yeah, technically, technically the maths on that checks out. But you're not really telling me how to make six figures from my book, like from book sales. And this is where I feel like there's just the transparency is missing. It's this snake eating this tail thing. And so, yeah, she's convincing me just sell two 20, like $50,000 coaching packages. Give me $25,000 and I'll show you how to do it. So then she goes and adds another $25,000 into her pocket and she goes back in that Facebook group and says, I made $125,000 from my book launch. Let me show you how to do it too, right? And it's just like, who's falling down? It's like the pyramid scheme. It's like multi-level marketing. The, the, the guys at the top win. The people down at the bottom lose all their money. Like 97% of people fail. It's It's just not right. And I don't... It's not that I think the coaching industry is going away, but I think that there is a time limit on it before it starts to become more regulated, um, before we start to see more conversations around, here's my negative experience in coaching, here's my negative experience with uh, unethical business practices, here's my negative experience with, um, you know, XYZ particular coach. And you see there's certain... There's certain in like co- big, big coaching industry moguls, when you say celebrity entrepreneurs, that have such tight legal teams and such tight non-disclosure agreements that you literally cannot say a bad word about them online. Even if it was true, even if you had a bad experience, their, their legal team is on you so fast. Like remove that review. You can't say that. You can't share about your experience in the program because of all this legal stuff that you've signed up and be a part of. And it's like, you don't need a billion dollar company coming for you legally. Who has time and energy for that? Like, I just wanted to share about my bad experience so people can go in and make an informed decision about your program. And now I'm being like harassed, legally harassed. Anyway, it's a whole different thing, but I feel like the little guy loses. The little guy loses when we have these toxic marketing techniques. But the fact is, unfortunately... They do work. They've been studied by psychology. And as I think for as long as they work, we won't get people to stop them. So the only thing we can do is call awareness to it, is open more conversations up about it. And then the more aware we are, the more we can use critical thinking when we're going to purchase something, sign up for something, work with someone. We can actually like stay out of the emotional state stay in a logical state and make a decision based on information, based on, you know, ethical, detailed information. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't plan this podcast and I feel like I've gone a little bit everywhere with it, but that's where I'm at. That's the things on my heart today. Toxic marketing, snake eating its tail, coaching models, uh, bait and switch tactics where, you know, you think you're signing up to work with one coach and you get something completely different which is really, really frustrating. I remember signing up and paying like $2,000 for an online course with a pretty big money mindset coach, purely from a research perspective. It was a lot of money. And I got videos from like 2007, like old shitty Facebook Live, Zoom calls with a Word document. And I was just like, yeah, I get that this is good content, but I paid a lot of money and I expected at least a live call, at least something from this century, not 
13, 15 years ago. So it was, it was a little bit, it was a little bit different. I'm like, I get it's good content, but like you really haven't done anything. You just keep making money off this exact same information for the last 10 years. Um, so yeah, I've, I just feel like I expect a lot. I expect a lot from myself. I expect a lot for what I give to my clients and, and hopefully always aim to exceed their expectations. And I feel like we've just got people out here skating by. And the more that we allow that and the more that we think that that's okay, the more they're going to do it, aren't they? Because they're, they're making plenty of money. They're traveling all over Europe while most of us are stuck, you know, within our state, can't even leave our state, Can't definitely can't travel internationally. Um, and so sometimes the more you support them, you're just supporting another handbag, you're supporting another pair of shoes. And I think it's just time to use critical thinking to understand sales psychology not necessarily to understand it, to use it and implement and trick your clients into purchasing something, but understand sales psychology so that you can see the bullshit for what it is and call it out for what it is. So I'm a bit of a different coach. I don't have a specific system. When someone signs up to work with me, I've got my next level mastermind, which is really six months of having a one-on-one call with me a month, but also having 24 access and 24 seven group access in a voice chat where I do lots of voice messages. So, and I've tested this, I felt comfortable with it. I've coached women for free to lead up and know and fully trust myself in this. I've been business coaching now for like six years and I haven't launched and opened myself up for new clients in probably since 2019, really. I've done some one-on-one sessions here or there, but because I was really finessing my system and trusting myself and knowing that I am really fucking good at this, um, And I am. And so I'm confident now in my pricing. I'm confident in welcoming people into it where they fully know what to expect, where all the information is out there, transparent. There's no hidden prices. There's no getting them on a sales call and not letting them off until they've handed over their money. There's no, well, that's your excuse. You're playing small. You're limiting beliefs. It's actually just like, hey, if you know you're ready for this next step, Here's the application to fill out. Here's the different ways that you can pay if we decide to work together. Let's book a call just really to talk about timelines and availability and your goals. I'm not selling you. Like, I don't care whether you join or not. I really love to work and help you, but I don't want you to sign up for something before you're ready either. And, you know, so I'm a different coach. So those calls where you get on the phone with me, there's no specific content. I'll ask you how you're going. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. I'm not directing it and saying like, you know, cause I've got on sales calls where I'm like, I really need help with this. And they're like, yeah, that's great. Um, this week's call is about <laughs> lead pages. And you're like, no, but I, I just, I really need help with my Instagram reels. And they're like, yeah, we'll get to that. That's week seven. This week we're talking about, I'm like, no, I really need help. So I don't come in with expectations and things like we can do. We do reports. I always get off the phone and I try to make sure my clients don't take notes on the call. I want them to be fully present in it. So we do the call and then I actually sit down for an hour after your call and write a report. Basically, here's the points we talked about. Here's the things you can action before our next call. Here's some resources. Here's some journaling prompts if you want to do some more mindset work. And the no to client report has ever been the same, ever. And I've got this beautiful client, Haley, who I did uh, coaching for back in 2019. She was my like last 
official long-term coaching client. And she messages me all the time about like, hey, just wanted to let you know, I just went back to like our second month call and I finally actioned everything you listed there for me. And so she's still printed out all the reports. She has them in a folder. She references them all the time to be able to grow her business and move forward. And so I feel like that's something really special. And I don't know if that's industry standard. I don't know if I should be charging more or charging less. I'm doing what feels right for me and what I know serves my clients and helps to grow their business in a way that builds trust and relationship and such a deep knowledge of your brand and your company and your family that I feel qualified to give advice that's going to work for you, to help you figure out a system and a strategy that works for you because, you know, your hairdressing salon strategy will not look the same as the hairdresser down the road to you and your print publishing company will like email marketing strategy will look completely different to the dog daycare email marketing strategy. Like they're completely different things and they should be different because not everything's going to work for everyone. And yeah, I feel, I feel really passionate about that. I don't know if you could tell, but I love my one-on-one calls with my clients. I love that they are what the client needs and they're open-ended in a way that works best and I can offer direction if requested but it's really about the client directing what what they need and where they want to go and how they want to run their business and where they want to take things and and their goals that they want to set it's not about me and it shouldn't be about me it's about them um and that you'll also notice in all of my marketing I never use my income to market it just feels wrong to me And I think because I've been caught so many times by buying someone else's course because they get 10K a month or signing up to get on a phone call with someone because they had a $50,000 a week and just being left like severely fucking disappointed. Or when I've actually questioned and prompted further, they're like, oh yeah, you know, it wasn't actually $50,000 in sales. It was $50,000 in future bookings. And oh, it wasn't, when I wasn't, it was a 10K week, but it was $2,000 in my business. And then I got a Centrelink payout for eight, eight grand. And so like, I've just taught myself to question things deeper. And I've been so disappointed in the past by buying things purely based on someone else's income claim. And that's when I realized that, you know, income claims are not really reflective of what I'm actually going to get out of something. Um, and I think that that's an important conversation to have an important topic that needs to be brought to light as well. So yeah, you will notice that I do not use income to sell my courses and my programs and like, look at me, I'm so fucking awesome. This is how much money I made this month. Come and buy my shit. That just, that entire energy does not excite me whatsoever. I have talked about my lowest month in business and my highest month in business because I do think that's an imp- like an important comparison to make and it's part of a story and a teaching about feast and famine cycles and money. You know, one month I made $17,000, the next month I made $21. I, I share about that in context. It's not used to sell something. It's used to share a story, to educate and just share a bit of the reality of running a business. Um, you know, Sexy Selfish has had its best year like ever. I just got off the phone call with my financial planner yesterday and we've had to up all my income protection and all my insurances and stuff. So Things are going really well, but I want you to buy something from me because you like me and you trust me and you know that you're going to get a lot of value and that, you know, I can help you rather than just buying something because I tell you how much money I made this week. Ah, oh, amazing. And then I tell you how much money I make. So you give me more money and then I go back and tell us more money. Like it's just such a fucking toxic cycle and I'm over it. 
I'm done with it. I've had enough. I am calling it out. I am like stamping my foot down. I won't do that. I don't believe people should do that. It's just, it's a whole fucking thing, isn't it? (laughs) It's a whole thing. But anyway, that's my little rant. Rant? Rant? My rant. Um, I will be opening up one-on-one coaching spots soon. So if you're ready for business coaching in a different way, if you're ready for a really personalized style and service in business coaching, then reach out and we can have a chat. Send me a DM if you've got any questions or just let me know a little bit about yourself and I can let you know if I think I can help, if we're going to be a good fit and we'll go for them because I'm not for everyone and that's okay. But for the right people, I'm going to rock your world. Have an amazing day, guys, and I will see you soon. love this episode please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish to check out more of the sexy selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com it's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you Thank you so much for being here with me today on The Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.